0: Playing against Alabama A&M at the top of the second. Up 1-0. We won
1: Sunday. We won yesterday. That's two in a row. That's called a winning streak. Let's make it three in a row.
0: Baseballs, get this thing rolling. Hashtag free Maui. If you are yes, if you're looking for the uh, place to watch it, they are on the SEC Network Plus. For those who wish to watch the game as it happens, uh, number two, Titans make some decisions to get themselves under cap, making very very brave and courageous decisions, <laughs> cutting uh, Taylor Lewan, Robert Woods, Zach Cunningham, and Randy Bullock. This will save the Titans approximately thirty-seven point seven million against their cap which they were over 23.3 before these moves.
1: I'm talking so much uh, about the quarterback position and the wide receiver position, but the offensive line position is, uh, in my opinion, it, just as important, if not, it might be the most important. If you're going to keep Tannehill, it, it's the most important. You've got to fix your offensive line because that was a terrible unit, and now you're making the decision, you're moving on from Lewan. Uh, you've got Paris Johnson at right – or not Paris Johnson. You, you might get Paris Johnson. He's uh Ohio State tackle. Um, you've got – I'm blanking. Who, who's the uh, –
0: Petit, Petit, uh, Petit Frere.
1: Petit Frere at right tackle. you got to find a left tackle. Probably got to find a left guard. Might have to find a center, depending on whether or not Ben Jones retires. So, uh, to me, that's priority number one above anything else is getting – a professional offensive line I don't think you can get a great offensive line but you had a trash offensive line last year you got to at least have an average offensive line this year
0: there's a few guys who are potentially available. Orlando Brown Jr. someone that Tennessee oh, fans I mean, know uh, he is finishing off a season under a franchise tag so if KC can't sign him to a long-term deal um, at only 26 years old I would absolutely take him as my left tackle uh, at number three we uh, have some coaches changes in the NFL as Florida loses their co-defense coordinator, Patrick Tony and their tight end coach, uh, Adam Rittenberg, both leaving to join the Arizona Cardinals. The Florida Gators hired Armstrong from Alabama, Austin Armstrong, excuse me, who will be joining on their defensive staff. Austin Armstrong—that
1: just sounds like an Alabama coach, but now he's a Florida
0: coach. Mm -hmm. Go Gator! Also, uh, college coach Willie Taggart is expected to join the Baltimore Ravens. Slick Willie joining the to overlook their running back position. Okay, going up there on the staff with our guy T. Martin. Absolutely, Uh, and number four, Noah Song has been discharged from the Navy and will be reporting to the Philadelphia Phillies for their spring training camp. Song was 25 last pitched in 2019 uh, when when he posted a 1.06 ERA and a 17 low A innings after the Red Sox drafted him in the fourth round out of the Naval Academy and signed him to a $100,000 deal. He was denied a waiver by the Department of Defense to forgo his service obligations.
2: Yeah, don't blame him. So he had to go sailing for how long? Four years. Yeah, it, yeah. and now I'd say he's in reserves now. Have you ever seen what it? How much they spend on each cadet, midshipman, air air cadet? Yeah,
1: I mean, didn't we have this conversation about a football player?
2: Yeah, let, but let, it, I mean, what
1: happened with that? Did they let him go? I don't. I don't know.
2: Is a I linebacker be, at Army, right? I would be surprised if they did because of. Like I said, it, it's a significant uh investment. Yeah. No, it's 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 not just college.
1: I guess technically it's our money too, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And finally at number five, uh there may be some restaurants who are going to be trying out a subscription based program. Subscription. Yep. Yeah. Larger chains like Panera and P.F. Chang's, as well as Neighborhood Hangouts, are increasingly experimenting with the subscription-based model, similar to what we see with streaming services and uh, even some grocery stores. They are looking to do the same thing to ensure a steady revenue and customer visits. Some will offer unlimited drinks or free delivery for a monthly fee. Others will bring out your favorite appetizers each time you visit.
2: I've got unlimited drinks at Panera right now. I just go up to that that thing that's, you know, the dispenser. And- no, you don't. If I'm eating there, oh, I'm told you like you just walk in there. Well, with my own cup. Yeah. No, I'm not a
1: psychopath. But you pay thief? for that cup. You pay like, you pay like three bucks for that cup. Yeah, that's why I drink like eight cups of it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, my money's worth. Everybody does that. You talk about they they charge you. See, here's here's my problem is I would feel like how much does it cost
0: for a Panera membership? i don't have a membership and then of all of a sudden places. you're like oh
2: my god i gotta i gotta get go my, use it yeah. get my money's worth next thing you know you're like 10 or 15 pounds overweight not say anything bad panera it is it is fresh it's and very delicious. healthy
1: very healthy yeah. unless you get that cinnamon roll <laughs> or the, the chocolate chip rolls. Or... they got good cinnamon rolls over there
2: it's been a minute i'm gonna have to stop i'm gonna have to stop it ever had the
0: the crunch the the cinnamon crunch bagel
1: oh yeah oh so good
0: uh, a couple things that go along with this. The average American. Melted butter on it. Apparently juggles uh, <clears throat> 6.7 subscriptions, up from 4.2 just a couple of years ago. Um, Wait, subscriptions to just everything? Like, Yeah, just in general. Yeah, I oh got like a dozen. So this points out. That's God, not even counting the stuff about. I steal. What Did a, I
1: say that publicly? I'm sorry.
0: Go ahead, Marcus. Uh, Gravitas uh, Supper Club subscribers who pay $130 per month. Get a three-course takeout meal for two. And then a upscale Chinese chain, P.F. Chang's, also saw an oh, opportunity. Oh, go, go,
2: go back to that first one. Yes. So you're basically just saying, yeah, I'm going to come spend $130 on takeout for a three-course meal once a month. You, can only, you get you get one three-course meal for two for $130. bucks. 3 course meal for
1: two for $130. Food is so expensive now. That seems really expensive. Oh, do you have to tell me? Where did I go? I went somewhere last week, it was just me and the missus, and it wasn't even, like, somewhere great. It was, like, a quick, quick night out. Yeah. And this is me and her, two meals, two drinks, and it was, like. Fifty? I'm, like, what am I doing? Fifty dollars yeah. to eat.
2: Like, and when you can go to. I should be,
1: if I'm dropping 50 bucks, we should be having steak. Mm-hmm. There should be a glass of wine, something. Know, they should bring bread
2: out i mean that's it's it's insane that was National monday like when i was talking with Dave. he's like what do you want i was like man i would i really want a steak dinner and he was like i don't know dude and so i started looking up and then i saw what he meant i mean like half the steakhouses don't have prices on their menu that's always a bad sign if you go in a restaurant young chloe and they don't have prices on it too expensive to eat there
0: yeah i even like the fast food places i mean like Subway doesn't really do the five dollar foot long anymore. Caesar's that thing was
2: never a foot long. That's a they're, they're frauds. Oh, wow, it was man. eleven Bears, inches. Bears a foot
0: long truther. Yeah, he is. Uh, Caesar's Pizza. I ate Subway last night. Little Caesar's is god awful. I, I did one of theirs recently. Just did the pizza just by itself. Five it dollar hot ready. Yeah, no longer that. It was get, like seven dollars. what you pay for. I'd rather have what Russell terms an oven pizza than before I'd ever eat Little Caesars. My, my point is, is that. It's not about the quality of the food, it's terrible, I know. But, you know. We're going broke out here, folks. They're, they're bumping up all the prices, prices. are going up. Wages ain't going up. To get that perfect foot-long sandwich from Subway that's exactly a foot-long. But I, I, I will give – most of the places I go that I'll drop
2: money like that, though, like, they'll, they'll deliver. Like, there's some places that, you know – Pay a little bit of a premium, but the food's always, if the food always has to be spot on, if you're one of those places and big portions.
1: Well, and now you got all these places, you go up there and they got an iPad that you got to touch that everybody else has touched oh, right before. Oh, yeah. Already, I know where you're going. You know where I'm going. The tip. They got the tip. Why should I tip? Used to you? be back in the day, if if I wanted to tip, and I usually do, I'd tip what I want to tip when I want to tip it. Now they flip. you haven't even eaten yet. You haven't even gotten your food yet. And they shoved that iPad in your face. How much do you want to tip? 10%, 15%, 20%, 25%? I'm like, skip. Well, if you do that and they haven't put your food out yet, now all of a sudden you're, I mean, it's it's just not right, man. It's just not I've right. I've heard from
2: somebody that told me that you don't, they don't know. I know who, uh, who, especially like your Uber driver, never knows whether or not you tip. Do you, do you don't tip? I, I'm not. I tip traditionally, historically, up until this phenomenon started with the iPads about, what, about 10 years ago? I, I
1: always tip on there, um, but I tip begrudgingly.
2: And I usually
1: tip the lowest amount. I usually but tip just because less than I, I would. But, yeah, uh-huh. because, I'm, because I'm upset. It's the principle of yeah. the matter. Usually, I'm a 20% guy. Like, no matter what the service is, I'm doing 20% just about all the time. But lately, I've been choosing that 10, 12% option. Here. Damn uh, you uh, uh, for just assuming the tip. Who are you to assume anything? I'm the customer.
2: So, where I'm at with it is uh, I'm not, there's certain places, I'm not tipping at at a, I mean, I'm at Firehouse. I'm not, I do. Not going to do. Probably not going to tip the I do the donuts. lowest amount. I don't.
1: Places Did, that, I mean, why am I tipping you? They're making your sandwich back there, bro. You're, oh, oh
2: you, it's, I'm not, I'm not you're saying. You're paid a lot more I know. hourly than a, They're than making like a your sandwich, restaurant.
1: And, and you don't know that they don't know. You yeah, and you know me, I'm know standing there, tip.
2: I'm, 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 standing there looking you're, at it. You're him. watching, you're like, you're looking over the counter. Yeah, because you know me, I'm not going to sit in a place and eat a sandwich, not, not anymore. I'm a weirdo now. Never, now? <laughs> shut up. I've been to two. I've, I've been. To, I actually went to my second meal inside a restaurant Monday night with Davey.
1: What are the chances Bears eating a loogie or two in his days for not tipping or just you know being bear?
0: I'd say probably more than one or two. Nah. I always check my food carefully. Usually, I'm really nice. You but check just, your food. A,
2: <laughs> if Boy. if I even thought that there might be, but I'm usually my interactions with my 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 like. My guy's down at the Crystal near my house. Those guys love me. Well, you he's nice as hell. The, to them. Nobody tips at Crystal. That's why they're my favorite place. They don't. They
0: don't bring anything like that into it. I took a left ride that was like literally like nine you minutes. Why should I? You've tip definitely tip eaten for fast a couple food. of loogies in your time. Well, uh, I to fast food, bro.
2: I'm always really nice to people. You that shouldn't. I know what he's saying you should. I'm not tipping for fast food.
1: Nobody. You're like Marcus and the. Nobody's arguing with you right now. Calm Firehouse
2: Subs is fast food. I'm calm, calmer than you, dude. <laughs> Firehouse
1: Subs is not fast food. Fast yeah. food has a drive-through. Yeah,
0: if Firehouse it have Subs is, is no, fast food. It's, it's fast casual. We've talked about this before. If you don't have a drive-through, it's not it's not fast not food. Fast the
2: food. Firehouse people need to pay their their sandwich makers more. Then don't put that off on me. You you don't add another step and inconvenience me and put me in a socially awkward position that aggravate my anxieties. Pay your people more. Charge me more if you want to do it that way. I'm fine with that. Don't bring me into your problems with your how you're paying your employees. Don't try and milk me. I don't look, subs. It, for me. It's just the
1: assumption that it's like you will tip here, and I'm going to stand here. Like the the guy's standing right there. They see. They know if you tip, and they a hundred percent judge. It's, I I do. It's about customer service. There used to be a saying in this country, the customer is always right. And it's a great way to do business. Is the customer always right? No. We know there are bad customers. Like we all know we all we all know that. But if you're a business and you abide by that, like no matter what, the like successful. you treat your customers like that, yeah, you're is so much uh, yeah. it's a better experience and people are going to go back again and again
2: and again. And there
1: are a lot of businesses that didn't abide by that that ain't businesses
2: anymore. I do, however, usually tip like at food trucks because I got friends that have food trucks and, and I know how close to the bone, you know, how t- what a tough business that is. And, and then, I mean, the, the hibachi trucks just, it's like heaven on earth Russ. us. Have you been to that one? Yes. We've, <clears throat> I, I told you about the hibachi truck. You did not? Yes. Kazoku, Kazuko. Yes. You don't even know the name. You don't know the name. You go to the taco truck all the time. Hurradura. I've
1: literally never been to a taco truck in, in Knoxville. You go
2: to their brick-and-mortar place on Kingston Pike. Yeah. Same
1: difference. No. It's a brick-and-mortar store. You're talking about food trucks. There's two completely different things. I'm surprised there's not a
2: truck closer to your house in that location. Marcus, I appreciate you. Appreciate you, your top Russell. five at five. Thank you.
1: What do we have on the phone lines today, Bear? We have got uh, Diablo. SM Athletics says Hooters has no prices on the menu anymore. Really? Yes. I, I, when you think about a fine dining experience, I think about the first time I go. you go up to Hooters, you, you pull up to that high-top table, those nice wooden chairs, and your uh, chicken wing sommelier comes out in her <laughs> hot shorts or hot pants, and says, their dolphin Excuse shorts. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, hun. Can I interest you in some cheese fries today? It's, yeah, so it's, you get that very fine dining feeling the minute you walk into Hooters. They, they don't need prices on the menu. They drop the prices off their menu. Everybody goes, into, you go into Hooters, you know, if you have to ask, it's too much for you.
2: You, can, you could spend some money in Hooters. Quick. <laughs> Diablo. Good afternoon, sir.
3: Hello, guys. I'm just trying to squeeze in on this food court review. Can we talk something? Can we talk some sports now? Please. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, man, I've been on hold so long, I'm about to go into dementia. But let me ask you this about the Alabama program. You know good and well that if he's got any kind of agent, Nate Oaks' agent has got to be working on him a parachute because at some point he's going to become a sacrificial lamb. 10-15 uh, years ago this might have been slept, uh, slipped under the rug somewhat but with social media and especially TMZ and stuff, there's no way a capital murder case is going to get ignored
1: no, let me and, ask you this Russ yeah.
3: let me ask you this you call me up and say hey Diablo, bring me my key <laughs> or bring me my cell phone and I bring that to you and you beat somebody to death with it well you know you might have a a possibility there, say, hey, I didn't know he was going to use You call me and say, hey, bring me a gun? There's a purpose with that gun, and it ain't got a good outcome. They're not going rabbit hunting, and they're not going target shooting. you got a young man that not only brought the murder weapon, but he kept the victim from leaving the premises. Now, I don't have to be Perry Mason to figure out that there's got to be some charges involved. And what's going to come back and blow back on Nate rear end is the fact that this kid's still playing and suiting up every night and let me ask you this does Alabama play tonight and where is it at
1: they play at South Carolina it's gonna be ugly I would imagine uh, I, I don't know man they might benefit from the fact that South Carolina is so bad and they don't care about basketball over there it might it might not be a very big and or hostile crowd
3: Russell but... I would disagree I'm gonna tell you because they're bad this is gonna be a focal point of that fan base Man, I'm telling you, this is absolutely that fan base down there in South Carolina is going to eat that boy alive. And I, you know, I kind of feel sorry for him. When he put himself in, but from this point on, every time they go on the road, that program and specifically that young man, Brandon Miller, he's got a he's got a proverbial target on his back. part of the pun. Hey, ew,
1: ew. Somebody uh, had on. His, uh, on uh... Somebody on uh, Twitter put out a graphic of South Carolina with Alabama coming to town. has debuted some uh, alternate uniforms for this evening. Yeah. Bulletproof vest. <laughs> a flak jacket, yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what South Carolina's policies are, but I'm sure the chants and the posters are going to be extremely brutal. My question is, and, and, and I think it got brought up earlier, I know Billy talked about it. I think, Barry, you mentioned it too. You have got to put this kid on bench is pending an investigation and give this program some breathing room and the fact that they're not doing that tells me that they probably are looking at this kid's going to be one again they're going to get through these seasons but that's what i'm going to tell you Oaks is going to be the sacrificial lamb while that boy's playing in the nba
2: well it's not i mean brandon miller obviously he's a lottery pick there is another player i mean he's a five-star freshman he's good he plays that was also involved in all this. This kid's name, Jaden. Uh, Bradley,
1: he he was just there. You know, he didn't bring the gun. I mean, it's not a good look, but, I mean, to me, he is – you know, there's degrees. There's obviously – Miles is in the worst trouble. Miller's in the middle, and, and Bradley, he was just yeah. there. I mean, if you want to say in the wrong place at the wrong time, it's not like he might have been in the wrong place at yeah. the wrong time. Brandon Miller was involved in wrong the murder. Wrong place
3: at the wrong time is normally just because – You were there before something happened. They Uh put themselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. That was a choice. Mm. All right, guys, I'm going to change the subject. Let me ask you this. Uh, Who's the best team in college basketball, in your opinion?
2: Man, I don't know. A lot of parody. I mean, on any given night, there's probably anybody in about the top 25 can beat anybody
1: else. A week ago this time, before Tennessee had played Alabama, I might have said Alabama.
2: I think even though they've they've kind of hit a rough patch, I'm still going to go with Purdue.
4: And, guys,
3: that's exactly why I asked that question, because you're right. There's no dominant team this year. It is literally a a lottery pick when it gets to the tournament, which is going to make it interesting, which, again, if you're the Tennessee fan base, you kind of hang your hope on that a little bit. But I don't have a whole lot of hope, because here's the thing. Billy mentioned it. Uh, Big Josh mentioned it. We don't have any shooters on the team. And we don't have any alpha males. And if you were, you know, uh, Russell, you're you're an educated man, and I know all of you are. Partially. And we got report cards when we were growing up. If you were going up and down our roster and giving a grade for the for the team this year individually, who on this team gets better than who gets on this team gets a B or better?
1: Man, that's a good question. Um, I, I think we've got a, a couple of B guys on, but if we want to – you asked who's the best team in the country. And if you want to be in that conversation, you have to have a couple of A guys. Bs don't cut it when we're having that conversation. And this is the problem that Rick Barnes faces right now with the perception of this team is, you know, he's he's kind of a victim of his own success. where He's raised the standards so high, set the bar so high – that people don't think of just making the tournament anymore as a good season they want to do something they want to make some noise and right now you've got a team that's lost four of its last five five of its last seven and they are staggering down the stretch right now and i don't think anybody expects this team to make any noise come next month. We got to take a quick timeout. Stay with us. 865-546-8200 if you want to jump in. 546-8200. Brandon Miller's attorney has released a statement today. We'll tell you what they are saying next on the docket right here on Fan Run Radio. In court yesterday to bean of Jamea Harris's murder in Tuscaloosa last month, Miller's attorney has released a statement today reiterating his client's innocence. So it's a long statement. Here's some of the highlights. Brandon never touched the gun, was not involved in its exchange to Mr. Davis in any way, and never knew that illegal activity involving the gun would occur. According to Tuscaloosa attorney Jim Standridge, in a statement provided to the Tuscaloosa News. So he does not deny that Hmm. Brandon Miller brought the gun. He says he didn't touch it. No, it was there. I I find it hard to believe, Bear, that um, you bring a gun into my car, especially if you're a good friend of mine. Yeah. I want to know where that. what's on with you. And he says that he brought the gun before anything happened. He says that he brought his, quote, legal handgun and left it in Miller's vehicle. Never saw the gun or handled it. And um, to the video will prove him to be completely innocent. Yes, without no without Brandon knowing any of this context, as Brandon was already on his way to pick up Mr. Miles. Mr. Miles texted Brandon and asked him to bring his firearm. Brandon subsequently subsequently arrived at the scene to pick up Mr. Miles. The attorney stated that Miller quote never got out of his vehicle or interacted with anyone in Miss Harris's party. He was never involved in a verbal altercation with uh the boyfriend cedric johnson or mr davis law enforcement testified in court yesterday that miles told davis his gun was in miller's car and was loaded
3: well
2: they apparently i thought it came out in the you know in testimony they they have the text messages and i mean he was using slang and it sounds a little bit worse but my my whole issue with this is if we just take this at face value, and this is exactly how everything went down. It makes Alabama's decision to handle it the way they handled it even more boneheaded and gobsmackingly yeah. dumb. Oh, that's a great point. Because you should have just gone Gotten it, out it, in front of it. Yeah, said this then from like, the beginning. this is it. And then you wouldn't have this. Because so well, he's know. denying the, the whole
1: blocking the car in thing, too.
2: Yeah, and- since the Jeep was parked on the side of a street.
1: He's denying that because that was a big part of, of it, too. That was a big part of the firestorm that's- last night. It was, you know, everybody was talking about like, oh, my God, like it, it sounds like he helped pin this poor girl in so that his buddy could go shoot her. And they're saying that that absolutely did not happen. You would think you would want that news out beforehand. They've not been able to control the story. And again, like if you're saying, if we're accepting this at face value, and that's true, and, and maybe the video will corroborate this statement. Still, at the end of the day, Brandon Miller brought that gun to the to the scene, and and he knew it. Whether he knew it at you know that his friend had brought it into his car first and foremost, we we don't know, but we know that this guy asked Brandon Miller to bring him his gun, and he did. And the attorney's not disputing that. He had an opportunity to say no. You find another way home. How dare you put, bring, leave a gun in my car? What would it happen if he gets pulled over with? And I know there's pretty lenient gun laws in in Alabama, but like it's not his. Does does that matter? You can just have anybody's gun in your car, and I I don't know, man. It, it just seems like a colossal error in poor judgment by
2: Brandon Miller and I mean, the other guys I mean, involved in this. That I mean, they're bad decisions made everywhere. Apparently, uh, according to Trey Wallace. University of Alabama Athletics has put out a statement. UA Athletics continues to cooperate fully with law enforcement in the ongoing investigation of this tragic tragic situation. Based on all the information we we have received, Brandon Miller is not considered a suspect in this case, only a cooperative witness. That's a key phrase there. Today's statement from Brandon's lawyer adds additional context that the university has considered as part of its review of the facts. Based on all the facts we have gathered, Brandon remains an active member of our team. Then why not get out in front of it at the beginning of this Alabama? Wow, what a mess. Idiots. What a mess. Good hey, grief.
1: All right, that's the docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro Attorneys. You can check them out online at foxandfarmer.com. They're the folks to call if you end up injured in an accident and need legal representation. Doesn't cost anything to sit down with Fox and Farmer and discuss your case. They don't get paid unless you get paid. So what do you have to lose? Give them a ring. Tell them you heard us about us. Uh, tell them you heard about them from us here on Fan Run Radio. Their number is 865-531-9400. That's 865-531-9400. Again, Fox and Farmer dot com for the car Wreck pro attorneys we have open lines for the first time this afternoon it's been a uh raucous edition of the drive a real humdinger if i do say so myself and your chance to get on board is right now take advantage 865-546-8200 your number to get on the big orange phillies phone line steven on twitter says uh vescovy and may only players getting a b from my perspective over the last seven games I'd say that's fair. I'd say that's fair. I, I think uh, Ziegler is in range of getting a B. I'll tell you what is was really frustrating. is Adu was on his way to getting an A yeah. last night. And if he's able to – Stay out of foul trouble. Yeah, I mean, like go back and look at his numbers. I think in the first five minutes of the game he had like uh, – six points three blocks five rebounds like insane numbers he was on his way to a career day and he just couldn't stay out of foul trouble just could not foul and uh i mean the, the officiating was was poor is atrocious both ways it i mean buzz williams was losing his mind
2: rick barnes was losing his mind oh buzz williams turned purple at one point i can't remember which call it was he was I think it may have been the one. one of the
1: reverses when they
2: were. I think where, what they did was they missed a foul on, I think it was Shack And, but they had originally called it out on us, but like you went back and the Dykes and those guys were talking about it, it was like, it went off uh, the, a, the kid from A&M, but.
1: There were bad calls when you know. I remember one play where like ball went off Cam and he just got basically tackled out of bounds and they're just like, yeah, it's off you. Yeah, and ball. There was an awful one on Tyreek Key for like a, a push on a rebound where yeah. Barnes just went ballistic. But there was a bad one on um, where one of their players. Uh, it was the play where Vescovy dove out of bounds to try and get the steal and yeah. missed it. And then the guy drives in and scores, and he got fouled. He got clobbered at the rim. They didn't call anything on us. Yeah, he got fortunate there. Um, what do you think about? Uh, I, I I hate to pile on Barnes. I really do. I feel like we've been as pro Barnes as just about
2: anybody on in we're on accused to being
1: yeah. Barnes bathwater drinkers. Which I mean, I I don't know how you can make you we listen just, to we the just show. Point out yet. the
2: facts. His his winning percentage. He's you know. He's not going anywhere?
1: Speaking of some facts, somebody sent me some numbers that will – I'll read these and then I'll get folks at UT asking me why I'm being so negative. Okay. But – oh, hell, what was I going to say? About Barnes. Oh, what – so Vescovy's had the flu or something. He probably had an IV or something last night and he's played 36 minutes. And he does that play where he dives out of bounds. Probably not a good decision on his part. But Barnes just tears into him. Oh, he doesn't care. Well, you know what? He was 4 of 10 from three-point range. And I don't think he attempted a shot after, after that, after Barnes tore into him. Really? Wow. I don't think he attempted a shot in the last four minutes of the game. I mean,
2: he he it. and somebody was talking about how they thought Tyreek Key gets it worse than anybody. I, I
0: think
1: everybody oh, gets
2: it equally,
0: don't I, you? No, no,
1: I, I think he, I think
2: he gets it.
1: I, I think he gets it worse, well, man. Well, I feel
2: there's different ways. Like, like with BJ, he just like banishes him. Go sit down.
1: I feel sorry for Tyreek Key because you you know when it's coming. There the play when when he got the royal treatment. It was on the baseline, and he just like knocked it out of bounds. You know he's trying to get the ball, and he hung his head. He is the worst body language of every. He, he looks like droopy dog out there. Yeah. And he he grabs his head. Is the most. <laughs> he did the thing where he grabs his head with both hands and just looks down because he knows because what's he coming. He knows, and I know, and I'm just like, oh Tyreek, oh buddy, oh no, no, no. And he,
2: and then, sure, and he just and Barnes is just just staring a hole through him, him. And he starts he starts yelling before he even man, gets to look, the bench. i I don't know, man, like i i I get it,
3: Barnes
1: is old school, some guys like it, they know it coming in i I get all that, but man, like maybe in the guys like one for his last twenty that maybe we try to build him up, pat him on the back, it's gonna be okay approach, I mean, I'm not for coddling the younger generation or anything like that, but is do Do we really have to tear his head off and scream fire down his neck on national
2: television? Is this really necessary? No. There's usually one or two every year. It was I mean, he did that with Chandler last year. He definitely did it with Jordan Bone. And I don't even think he realizes how bad it is because, I mean, you saw that interview where he talks about him, and I'm – don't doubt the since Rick Barnes sincerity. He loves Jordan Bone. Remember that whole deal where they—I don't know what they do—they go watch a movie, or they went and spent some time together. And Jordan Bone was—you remember that whole deal? They went to a movie. It was—it was some. It, there was some a popcorn. big article about it. I yeah. think. I, yeah,
1: I do remember that.
2: And like Rick well, was
1: surprised what, that Jordan didn't. What you? You mean you don't like me yelling at you constantly? You don't like. Here's the like, thing. Jordan shined away from him like a barn dog. Barnes is on the court. Barnes is like Bobby Knight. He's a psycho on the court. Yeah. He's, he's a total a little psycho bit over the years. But. But, the, but the thing that he gets different from Knight is like Knight was a psycho off the court. Yeah. Like legit. Like not a very good person off the court. And Barnes is like a great person off the court. Cares they, about we'll every play, one of those kids. Yeah, and and all the staffers over there love him. And we'll talk about like they, he's had like a, you know, great impact on their spiritual lives and all this stuff. Like they they love him, not not like they really like him. And no, they there's genuine love and affection there for Rick Barnes off the court. And the players talk about like how he'll be so. Hard on them on the court, and then as soon as they come off it, like in the locker room, like he's squirting water guns and stuff, like he's Mister Practical Joker guy off the court. And so I think that wins him a a lot of leeway, or like I think if he acted like he does on the court, off the court, I don't I don't think that he would have as many fans.
2: Hmm. He wouldn't, but he's beloved, like you said, Ricky B. So here's the
1: here's the damning numbers. All right, you want these? This is comes from uh, Jordan Moore on Twitter.
2: Sure, let's get depressed. Break out the
1: uh, Xanax. You want some? Uh, can I get some music here? Hit me. Since the 2008-2009 season at Texas. Rick Barnes in the months of November, December, and January is 219 and 88. Wow. 71.3 winning percent. Stout. Pretty good. Yeah. You know where this is going, right? <laughs> you know, Got you a know feeling. <laughs> what comes next. That's, that's only the first three months of the season. Yeah. I, I can tell by the music. In the months of February and March, he's 101 and 88. How much of that is March? 55.1%. I don't know. I'm just just—I'm giving
2: you the numbers I've got. Probably not good. I feel like we've been better in February than we have been this year. Our number one run with Grant and Admiral was in February. He has only advanced past the first weekend of the
1: NCAA tournament once. In the last 14 years, It was the Grant and Admiral team. 10188 by the way uh, since 2009 101 and 88 in the months of february and march 55.1% winning percentage that's not good thoroughly average
2: I still support the guy support this team I love these boys and I'm going to try and stay positive from here on out for this season I I still support
1: coach barnes and like uh, I'm interested to see what he does next year, what kind of changes he makes if this season continues to uh, go the way it's been going lately. You've lost four or five. I mean, this isn't you know an aberration at this point. There's a clear trend going on here. The season's going poorly at this point, um, but I, I find it hard to remain. Uh, what did you say?
2: Optimistic about this season? Well, not. I, I no. I said I'm. I'm. A, I'm going to remain positive oh, and support well, yeah, and support okay. my team and I, be and be positive. I hope for about
1: the best. I, I can't be positive about it. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to end well. I don't think no, it's going
2: well. well. I don't. That's 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 not what I meant. I'm not going to be pumping sunshine and birthday cake. But I'm. I'm not. I mean, it's just he's earned enough good credit with me. Where I'll cut him a break. He can have a bad year, and I expect some things to get better quickly next year. But I mean, damn, last time I checked, we're still in the tournament. We're still probably going to be ranked in the top 25. I think we overachieved a little bit this year, and I think our schedule was front-loaded uh, with some easier teams. And then we hit this rough stretch, and we're doing it without two of our starters. One of a fifth-year senior, and the other one, our five-star phenom, who, according to all metrics, even though it doesn't look like it on the court, but if you look at all those uh, analytics –
1: I'm not looking at all those analytics anymore. All those analytics when on the court, all, hey, we're better.
2: All those analytics say we're the number five team in the country. Yeah, and I, all I'm saying is, without Julie, you guys were kept floating that idea that we were better without two starters. And I thought y'all were nuts. We're not any worse. we we've lost five out of seven. And how long? How many of those games have, they, have these two been out? Three or four of those.
1: You know what? If if Phillips just dunked that ball against Vanderbilt,
2: that's a great. Let's hop and uh, get Sam Beckett to go back what? and fix what was wrong. What was that shit? Quantum leap? If he just dunked that ball, where would he be?
1: Against Vandy, you win that game. You probably pound Mizzou. You beat them. Game of inches. Like if if you just dunk that ball against Vandy. That last second buzzer, If Santi just hits that first free
2: throw against Mizzou. but
0: this goes uh, this goes into the coaching thing, and, and I love Rick Barnes, but our guys are scared to make shots because they know what he's going to do. They're 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 scared to take certain shots because they know if they're if they get it wrong, they're going to the bench. But he pretty much publicly stated.
2: When they go to the benches, when they pass up open shots, that's what really yeah. makes him mad. So, I mean, Rick again
1: yesterday is talking about Tyreek Keys. Still, he says like we still think he's passing up too many shots. We still want him. To... I'm like, Rick, you've given him PTSD. Like he's he's terrified
2: out there. I mean, he's got a thousand yard stare, buddy. He, he's like he, he he's like twitching,
1: looking back. Is he looking at me? Is he doing the thing? He's oh, he's looking at me, isn't he? Oh, don't, tell me he's not looking at me. Yeah, he's looking at you, Tyreek. He's looking at you, and he wants you to come over for another dose of corporal punishment, Rick Barnstyle. style But uh, he, he ain't, ain't going to change. It's, it's what it is, man. Stay with us. The shocking conclusion of The Drive coming up next. More Fan Run Radio. Stay with us. The the Wrapping up Wednesday afternoon edition of the show, Overtime, coming your way next from 6 until 8 on many of these fine fan-run affiliates. One more thing on this Brandon Miller thing, then we'll wrap up today's show. So his defense attorney releases a lengthy statement today saying he didn't have any idea the gun was in his car to begin with. Um, He didn't know anything what was going to happen when he went over there. He didn't block this girl in. He's been cooperative. My client is innocent. Well, here's, here's what came out in the trial yesterday. According to Miles' defense attorney, this is the shooter, right, Darius Miles, his attorney, Mary Turner, Miles texted Brandon Miller at 1.38 a.m. the day of the shooting. Mm-hmm. These guys are both up, out, and about. They had just played a game that day. Mm-hmm. Um, texts him, quote, I need my joint – so I guess is slang for gun, gun. Yes. I need my joint. A N-word RL just got a faking. Uh, to which the attorney says in the courtroom yesterday, they're faking, which means they were threatened, right? Turner asked Culpepper, the detective, referring to Miles' text. Culpepper indicated he didn't know, to which Turner replied, I do, I looked it up, Urban Dictionary. Now, I don't, Urban Dictionary apparently goes over in the court of law, but I, I've never heard the term faking. But, uh, I hadn't either. I, I guess that just means, like, you ain't about that life, they're they're faking,
2: I'm going to show them what's up. No, I think that the attorney, was it Mary Turner? I think what she's angling for is the way I read that was that The young lady who unfortunately lost her life, that her boyfriend had threatened Miles and Davis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And so they felt threatened, so bring me my gun. Yeah. Which would directly contradict whatever sanitized fairy tale his lawyer put out today. True, somewhere in the middle, isn't that what you always say?
0: Uh, To me, if you're asking someone, hey, bring me a gun, I've been threatened how long is that person supposed to take to arrive to you if you feel threatened? you know what I mean? Like To me, it's it's the same argument people try to make. It's like, well, how long do you have to wait for the police to get there? How long are you waiting for Miller military to show so again, up if you're yeah. threatened? Again,
1: a, a smart person and a good friend will say, no,
3: the dude, hell out of there.
1: stop. What are you talking about? You play basketball for the University of Alabama. Do you realize what would happen if you shoot these people? What, because the guy's girlfriend turned you down and he told you to, to get lost? You're, so you're going to shoot them? That's your plan. That's your idea here. You're, you're going to throw away your athletic career your entire life because you felt disrespected by this guy. No, I'm not bringing you your gun, dumbass. Come home right now. Leave wherever you're at. I'm not coming down there. And we're going to talk about the fact that you left a gun in my car. No, come home right now. I'm not coming down there. That's what any reasonable
2: person would do. Come get your gun out of out of my. I would be beyond pissed. Yeah. if somebody left a gun in my car. Yeah, that's not what Brandon Miller did.
1: Brandon Miller came down there with the gun, and that girl got shot and killed. And Brandon Miller's lucky he didn't a, get shot and killed
2: because his car got all shot up. Where, when, how did the other basketball player? At, at what point did he get involved with all I, this? I, I don't know. And when. Let's get uh, Roger in here before we
1: roll. Roger, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Uh,
4: well, uh, hey, hey, I, hey, Russell and Bear. How y'all doing tonight, Marcus? Hey, Marcus, how y'all doing tonight, Marcus?
1: Doing well. How are you, sir? Uh,
4: I'm doing fine. Marcus, is, is he. Marcus, there?
0: Marcus is here. Oh, yeah. I'm here. Uh,
4: hey, Marcus, how y'all doing tonight, Marcus?
0: I'm doing good, Roger. How you doing, buddy?
4: Uh, I'm doing. How, how, how y'all doing tonight, Bear?
0: I'm I'm doing great, Raj. What you got for us?
2: Well, I
4: just want to ask you, Raj, about the other. Uh, you talked about, I was just curious about, about it, about you, uh, you. You got my, t- my attention on something. No, you said that uh, at the beginning, the beginning of the show, uh, first, uh, the first set, but you said about uh that you didn't agree with what he said. I just want to ask about, about that, about what he said. He, he commented. You, you said he didn't agree with what I just want to ask you about, about, it, about it. Well, if it's the case, uh, if it's not. Case uh, uh, at the end of, at the end of game. So uh, I go with you. If it's not, why did he say? If it's not, uh, if it's not the case on on him uh, on you saying it, it does matter at the end. He said that it will happen at the end. It did it, it matter. Why did he say it at that? point you know why he said it for the end? If, he don't, if, he, if you're saying it, 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 it doesn't matter. Wrestle on that. He was why?
1: not saying that the shot selection at the end of the game last night didn't matter. He was saying. That he was responding to a question about the sh- shot selection. And he said, and after discussing it and, and saying that it wasn't great, which is obvious, uh, he said, that's not what lost us the game, those two possessions, talking about the three that Camwa took on the run and the last one by Ziegler. He said, if he had to narrow it down, which is interesting because that he was not asked that, but he said, if he had to narrow it down to one single thing, it would be fouling three point shooters. Yeah. Which I, I find yeah. to be just an absurd statement. Like, I, I just I don't think it's true. And I, who am I to question Rick Barnes? I, I get it. I've never coached a game in my life. But man, like, games come down to the end. Yeah, you don't foul three point shooters. We're, we're all in a group. Nobody's arguing that point. But it's not the most important last night. You had a chance to win that game. You had a chance to, to you were down one. You took a mm-hmm. wild three pointer, mm-hmm. it was a horrible shot. Mm-hmm. You were down three. You took another bad three point shot. And you had a timeout. You could have called timeout and drawn up a play, and you didn't. And uh, that, that, to me, is more important, vastly more important, than fouling the three-point. I mean, neither are good. But games are going to come down to it's going to happen again. We're going to be in this spot again where you have to manage the end of a game. And you can't worry about what happened ten minutes ago. Because if it didn't happen, other things would have happened, and you might very well find yourself in the same – it doesn't matter. you a—you got, got 30 seconds to win the game – And you got to do what you got to do there. And we didn't do a good job of that last night. I thought that was a bizarre comment. Raj, thanks. We're out of time. Thank you, Bear. Thank you, Marcus. Overtime headed your way next. We'll do it again tomorrow, three to six, right here on Fan Run Radio.